Hey, now good people. Episode 56. Season 4 of Has Incense Burns. And I still am your humble host, Sean P. Bryce. Yeah, it's, it sounds surreal to come out of my mouth and say that we've been at it for four seasons and I say we myself and all of you out there that have have thugged it out with me over the past four seasons the handful of sponsors that I have people that send me topical discussions that follow the blog that follow me on Instagram TikTok and on YouTube hey I gotta do better on YouTube but it's a lot y'all and then more importantly what has brought you here something about food right Yeah, it's the best uncapped secret. I've been working on this cookbook. This is this is gonna be cook this is gonna be book number three. Like that old adage, maybe third time will be a charm. It was the one of the projects that my old man was most excited about. Consequently, it's the thing that people are most excited about when they see me on the street or in the grocery store or any of those other incidental places where people have encountered me. Just in the act of living. Like, hey, Sean P., how are you? Or, hey, you that famous writer. And I tell you, it's, it's always humbling to get those reminders that what we are doing is not always or is not it isn't for naught it echoes for people and given that people are chomping at the bit pun intended for this cookbook it brings me joy Man, I got a lot of student loans too, y'all. Real talk. We're gonna have to sell a lot of these, a lot of this book. And the first two as well. But what is it about food? It's that commonality. It's the one thing that brings us together. It was something I wrote earlier today. As I thought about my papa, the person who this salmon croquette recipe is is based on it's my papa's recipe the histories of family it runs vicariously through meals as our defenses are lowered with our hands being occupied it was through the medium of food that I learned that History is known to repeat, especially in families. 
I learned that my papa's proclivity in poetry in the kitchen was alive and well in me. In 30 years of pescatarian, plant-based, and vegan eating, all in part lessons from the kitchen, the poetry of the culinary. Now, I was doing it before it was cool and people tried to clown, but nobody's saying that I eat rabbit food now. Like how? In the act of cooking, I was able to recall many of those instances of my family throughout the generations, eight deep encounter, overcoming steep odds, refusing to bend while learning to feed the soul and body. By way of genealogy and my family, I learned a lot about myself and humanity. The beauty and the ugly, the triumph and defeat, famine to feast. With the one thing we have in common, as humanity, we all eat. This table, this is where we meet for our commonality, food and poetry by way of family serving up brunch shortly undubitably This was a, I had to put a hard pause in between there because I just want to drill down a little bit into this, into an origin story, if you will, of the cookbook. The question that I get the most of, it will be answered. Somebody's going to scream, joyously, mind you, and somebody's going to cry joyously all eat let me explain the poetry of family soul food or food for the soul in poetry we use words to create prose a recipe to feed the soul in cooking we do the same in crafting the ingredients via the recipe to feed the body. Get it? The duality of the two. We share stories over a meal. Oral histories, good people. Together they make the whole. The intersectionality of food, family, and poetry. And in this forthcoming cookbook, I'll feature my pawpaws, salmon croquette recipe, along with some brunch-themed recipes that are inspired by my family. And my niche? It's 30 years as a pescatarian. And these recipes in this book have a pescatarian, vegan, 
and a plant-based lean. And then there'll be a fusion of the three. Something I call the culinary trinity of food. Because quiet is kept. There's lots of things that you can do without the whole concept of meat. Especially as it pertains to greens. There's this collard recipe that I got this. For lack of a better word, it didn't make you holler. True story here. No bullshit. I made a variation of this, this dish years ago. And my mama called our cousin, which is the equivalent of somebody hollering, if you really think about it. And she was like, she was tripping. She was like, man, Sean made these greens and there's no meat in it. And it opened my eyes to that. I mean, she went and told a story about this, you know, to somebody else. The power of food. And I've improved on that recipe. I've done a host of different things with it. One niche that I have that I'll talk, discuss, is growing some of my own herbs in, in, in pots in the backyard. I even grew peppers for a number of years. Now, the simplicity of a lot of these dishes may surprise a lot of people. Because a lot of these mixtures, a lot of these ingredients, a lot of these concoctions are they just came about by way of adaptation making use of what was on hand there's some pandemic themed dishes where the only thing you could do was cook So many different metaphors, so many different times with that. But yeah, we're going to unpack it because a lot of these stereotypes that people would have in years past when you would tell them that you were you didn't eat meat or you were pescatarian first thing people would say to you is oh I'm sorry as if they did something to you or if it's some type of some type of joke it's very commonplace now it's an untapped market for many establishments 
and I think this is uh, this will I think this will provide a lot of value for people because uh, the poetry of what we eat it's what pulls us in that's why these fast food commercials are so powerful and then when you get there the food just kind of looks like nothing nothing like the poetry of the commercial I think that's what's powerful about my dishes is that you want to remember it right before you put it in the system of consumption don't you that bowl of grits that you had from that restaurant in New Orleans or somewhere down south at that nondescript shack that had some of the best food in your life you remember that food you remember those bowls that's poetry that's storytelling of the most powerful sort and that's an echo that I intend to share a gift that I got from my papa one of those incidental or consequential reminders that history repeats especially in families and that food is indeed poetry. Hey, I appreciate y'all stopping by for episode 56, season four has an incense burns. Stay hungry, y'all. Cause I got something for the something for the cookout. I'm gonna shout at y'all in a couple. Welcome in to season four.